You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. When I look back at 2016, I realize of the many things that I could have done also. But also, sometimes what hits us most at the end of the year is the things that we could have done, but we didn't. The many opportunities I could have shared the gospel to somebody, but I didn't. To pray, but I didn't. I want to share you with you, it's not easy being a pastor. Pastor Chico has been with me in many times of these, many of these conflicts. And sometimes we have the admin side of our pastoral duties. Nakita nyo po, dito kami. We're telling our stories and we're sharing our love for Jesus. But on a Monday to fr- on a Tuesday to Friday, rather, we're meeting our staff. We're going over the logistics of the services, how the lights were, the music, all these technicals. We go over the, all these things. We talk to our staff this way. We, we counsel and we meet people. On, we raise leaders on, a, on, the, on the Tuesday to Saturday. And I'm, I'm not able to meet everybody. And... There were conflicts. And then 2016, before we know it, it's over. And I don't know, can I just be honest? Maybe some of you are feeling like me. I just kind of want to get 2016 over with. You know? <laughs> Lord, just get it done. And I wanna, I'm excited for 2017. Maybe something new. Some of you are smiling. Cause, yeah, yeah, let's get it over with. And I'm going to try to get this message over with so we can get on with 2017. But this message falls on my lap. This message falls on my lap and I've been studying it and I've been studying it and I'm realizing, you know what? This is going to be a very simple, quick message but it could just change my life. Yeah. I've had life-changing moments in my life. I graduated from fine arts. I became part of the, the country's very first 3D animated film in 2010, Metro Manila Film Festival. Please, tangkilikin natin. But that was nothing compared to getting married to this lovely wife. To this lovely woman over here. You'll see her a little bit more later on. Nothing compared to that. Seeing my name on widescreen, nothing to seeing my name on a marriage contract. Now, some of you are happily married. You know what, I mean, what I'm talking about? A lot of life-changing moments. I lost my dad last year. Life-changing moment. This series entitled Knowing God, it could be the most important message of our lives. And let me spoil something for you a little bit. It, tonight might lead you to the most important decision that you will have to make in your life. And I'm not pressuring myself. I'm not adding any burden. The Lord is going to speak to every one of us tonight. And it's up to us whether we're going to respond. Because this series is about knowing God. The word know before we continue on with this series. Because how can you know an awesome big God, right? But let me tell you this, the word no is not about what the dictionary says, that you are acquainted with the truth or the facts about something. That's not what it's about. Let me see. Could you help me out here? I'd like to ask my my wife to join me up here on stage. (laughs) I told you if you do this, right? Would you you give her a hand? Would you, uh, you know, lose her confidence right now? Okay. Let's see a little bit about knowing. Now, I want to ask you a question, and feel free to, to answer, all right? I'll ask you questions about my wife. For instance, what's her name? For some of you know. What's her name? Leah. Some of you know that she's Leah, Drosalan Santos. Who is she married to? I'm the blessed man. I'm the one who found favor, the Bible says. What color is her, her dress? 
white. These are things that you know about her. But what we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks is not about that kind of knowing. It's about this kind of knowing. Do you know what her dreams and aspirations are? Do you know that she secretly wants to lead worship? <laughs> That's why somebody got her a guitar for Christmas. Do you know what she cries out for? What she's telling God about that husband of hers? How she's really tearing out, you know, you know, giving her heart to the Lord for me. I can tell you that. In fact, the more questions of those kinds that I ask, the less the number of people who know. Because that will be limited to people who know her intimately. The people who have a relationship with her, who know that we are blessed to have her in our lives. And I really want to honor you and thank you, honey, that you have been really sticking with me. We have had some of the conflicts that I had this year, but she has stuck by me. And she has loved me and treasured me and took taken care of me and my boy still all these years the bible says i truly have found a treasure i have truly found favor from the lord with you thank you honey because i'm the one who's married to her i'm the one who has an intimate relationship i know her intimately that's the knowing that God wants. And that's the knowing that we're going to talk about. That's the word know. Because you can come here every week. You can attend every service. You can know every scripture in the Bible and yet not know God this way. That's why we're going to be talking about one man who's known God really intimately. In the Bible, not many men have been entitled friends of God. You know that? There was Abraham. There was Moses. And this man who wrote these psalms, these songs, was a man who was called a man after God's own heart. So for the next few weeks, let me encourage you, please, please keep coming to every week. Please expose and encounter God's glory, God's goodness, God's generosity, God's graciousness to us and God's greatness. And let it not end with this. Let the whole year be about knowing God this way. All right, so why don't we all rise? I invite you to rise and read this song, the lyrics of this song, the verses of this song from the, from the man intimate with God, the man David, from Psalms chapter 8. You can read it with me. It's a pretty catchy song. Let's read it together. One, two, three. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet, you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. 
all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. Once again, finally, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Lord, how majestic truly is your name above all the earth. Lord, I am humbled. Let me not give this message out of any human effort, human strength or ability. Holy Spirit, I beseech you that you be here. That the words, my friends, here, the words your beloved here tonight, may they have an undeniable unction and power that comes only from you. May I disappear and may you take my, this place, your worthy place of speaking to your, to your children, to your people. Like you said in your word, there will come a day that I myself will teach them. They will no longer to hear, need to hear from, else, from elsewhere, from anyone else. I myself will come, they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Lord, take your rightful place tonight. Take all the honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we all say, Amen. I particularly love everlasting glory. Because God's glory is what we're going to talk about today. Knowing God's glory. Everybody say, God's glory. Well, God's glory, number one, is revealed in creation. That verse says, Umpisa palang, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Everywhere you look, even Paul was writing to the Romans, all, all creation gives praise to God so that no man will ever, will ever have no, any excuse not to worship God. It's one of his letters to the Romans. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you've established strength. Everybody say strength. Because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. And when I look at your heavens, the work of no, no, not, just your, not your hands, it's just your fingers. The moon and the stars which you have set in place. Who am I? What is man that you are mindful of him? That you're thinking of him, that he's on your thoughts. Who is that man? And the son of man, my children, that you care for them. He reveals himself throughout his creation. He reveals himself in the cries of insignificant people, whether they're babies or just infants. These are insignificant people, seemingly. But he reveals strength there. All of nature displays God's glory. A preacher, Louis Giglio, went on a tour on how, how great is our God tour. You know, where people would worship God and praise Him, just like what you did a while ago. And then he would come up and preach about, and use science as a way to really glorify God. Well, I can't do it the way he did. You'll have to Google him, please. Louis Giglio, How Great Is Our God Tour. But one thing really struck me with what he said. He talked about how the universe was, is a reflection or is a revelation of how awesome God is. He really made it, a point to see how, how small our, our, our large earth is. Whatever experiences you're going through, whatever is your world right now, know that it's surrounded by a canvas of stars. If we, what struck me the most is that if we were to move at the speed of light, for instance, the speed at which my image right now is going to reach your brain. If I were to try to, uh, try to overtake that image, I'd have to move more, faster than the flash. If you watch that series, the flash is known to only break the speed of sound. But if you move at the speed of light, what's that? In an instant, right? You see me instantly. You see me? 
You still see me? You still see me, right? Because it comes to you in an instant. That's the speed of light. And if you were to travel at the speed of light consistently, never slowing down, it would still take you four years to reach the nearest star aside from our sun, Alpha Centauri. And if you were still to travel at that speed of instantness, it would take you nearly 14 billion years to reach the farthest visible star from our solar system. That's how huge the universe is. And the Bible says, it was God who breathed these stars into being. You sang it and the verse says, He holds the whole universe in the palm of His hands. It's not by meters, not by feet, not by miles or light years in the palm of His hand. That's the God that we pray to. That's the God that we speak to. That's the God that sometimes I have the audacity to give advice to. You know that? You sometimes give advice to God. God, maybe, you know, come on, what's with the traffic? Come on. Or maybe, come on, God, maybe there's something you can, by way of, uh, maybe really in words that you can tell the officials to say, or maybe do something with the news that's going on right now. And Lord, Lord, the storm, what's up with that? But His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He is in control of every single star and planet. The Bible says He knows them by name. Wow. Can you find yourself there? All the things that you're praying about. So is God really concerned about all the little things that are going on in my life? He's the God you're praying for, for a promotion. He's the God you're praying for, for a wife or a husband. He's the God you're praying for, for a house and lot, a car, healing. He's the God you're praying to. But guess what? He is concerned with every little thing you're praying for. Because God's glory, say God's glory, is reflected in man. Verse says again, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you've set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him. Look at the position that we occupy, that we were designed for. Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. Those heavenly bodies that you just saw, those are natural things. What about angels, supernatural things? They say man is just a little lower than those heavenly beings. And crowned him with glory and honor. Is it just some imaginary title? Look at this. You've given him dominion over the works of your hands. We have things placed under our feet. What are those things? All things. All sheep and oxen, also the beasts of the field, birds of the heavens, fish of the sea. I remember one time when... Um, during my stint as, an, uh, as a storyboard artist in the animation industry. It felt a little bit like that. You know, because it was, it was like you were creating a whole world. And just to give you a little bit of uh, the physics, Pastor Chico, it'll be okay to help you out? Could you give Pastor Chico a hand? This man, everybody needs a man like him. In your life, partner, brother, prayer warrior, counselor. 
It's all under your control. Whatever goes on in your hands or your limbs, you determine the laws of physics. Kunwara, if I were to hit Pastor Chico right now, I can determine whether or not my hand will just tap him on the back and I can determine whether his clothes will actually be affected by it. Right now, can you see it? Kailangan niya mukha Kunwari lang po. I can determine whether the flesh will actually move. I determine the physics. That's what the animators do. They determine that world. Thank you, Pastor Chico. Would you give him a hand? Yeah, you know It amazes me that mankind is almost the same. We kind of have a, an authority and a power over this world that we've been blessed with. Look at the internet. Look at Facebook created in the garage. Wow. Man was made capable of doing that. The stories and the music and the songs that we compose. That's amazing. From nothing, something that moves and inspires people. Wow. And just take a look at man. Talk about creation. Talk about miracles. One cell from a man. One cell from a a woman. And the one in a million odds that it will come together to form what is called a zygote. Sorry, my geeky mode is coming on here. This zygote. You know, if it was another cell from the man, the different one, you would have been a a completely different person. But the odds of that particular cell with that particular egg, fertilized egg, creating this particular person. And you know that those, those each cell, each cell has millions of DNA codes. In fact, if you were to put these codes side by side, it would reach all the way to the moon and back. That's how many millions and millions and millions of genetic codes, DNA, is, is in those cells. That's amazing. And how these cells would form organs, and they would form, say, an eye. An amazing, amazing creation. How an eye can capture a depth and the feel and the color of any image. Alam niyo po, I have tried and I've tried to capture images that my eye can capture, kahit yung pumapatak lang na ulan, or the, how the light carries on a piece of glass and how it sprays over the ground, kahit yun lang, but I will try to capture it, and it's, it's still never as beautiful as me actually looking at it. No camera can capture the beauty that the eye can, but the eye is an amazing, amazing miracle. And how these cells start to form from those zygotes. Somehow, an invisible hand slits those eyes to become eyelids and creates this amazingly, never again to be matched creation. The eye. And how the eye can turn and all the parts of the bodies turn into him. Turning to you. Someone who is capable of Swimming in the sea. Someone who's capable of exploring heights and depths. Flying in the air. To all these wonderful things that we create. Is there still an environment that we still need to, that we have trouble going to? Maybe the stars are next, space is next. But can you imagine that of all creation, we were the ones chosen to be in God's image. To have relationships with Him. God didn't choose the stars. 
Do you know that stars can talk? They found a way to oscillate the, the wavelengths and capture them. And they formed them into a frequency that sounds like a song beat. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> and it's true what the Bible says, that all of creation gives Him praise. We naturally do that. Or at least creation does. So how come, Pastor Carl, how come? Wow. We have this privilege of relating with that God. We have this privilege of being set apart from anybody else, all of creation, to, to, to have this dominion and power. What's so wrong with the world then? What happened? Well, let's go back to the song. The song says, Out of the mouth of babies and infants you have established strength. Because of what? Foes. To still who? The enemy and the avenger. Now, I'm not going to go into the spiritual warfare aspect, but there is of our relationship with God, of the warfare aspect. But already, David tells, he can tell that there's something wrong. There's something broken, even in this song of praise. There is an enemy. We need to have strength established. There is weakness that needs to be overcome. That's why all the crime. That's why all the brokenness. That's why all the conflict. This part, I'm going to try to handle very carefully. Let me make it personal to you on a real personal level. What sin and brokenness can do. How it's destroyed this amazing, perfect relationship that we once had with God. I talked to you about conflicts, right? In 2016, Let's just say that with all the things that I had to do, there were some mistakes that I made. And there were some relationships that I neglected. You know, the worst thing that you can do to a person is to set them aside. Yung kalimutan sila. Not even listening to what they, they have an opinion on anything. Not even listening to that. Not even giving them time. Not even maybe answering an a, a inquiry on FB or a text, which I kind of often do. <laughs> I often don't have enough time to even answer a text sometimes. And I, I just recently looked at my FB and looked at all these people. You may spam box by in that inbox where you, they're not really friends, so they automatically go there. I have almost hundreds. And there was a particular person that I, I neglected, and she kind of pointed out a mistake, a grievous mistake that I did. And it, it kind of put me in a bad spot, but I realized it was my fault. I had not been spending time with this person, this volunteer of Kids Church. Wow, an amazing, amazing leader. And I owned up to that mistake. Another friend of mine had a, had a trouble, a struggle in their family with cancer. And you think, wow, pastor, you'd be the perfect person to minister to him because of what happened to you and your family. But I didn't want to open up those can of worms in my heart. I didn't. I could have reached out to him. He lived really far, but you know, what's distance? And I, I didn't do it. Until, his, until I guess it got too much. And now I'm trying to reach out to him and maybe it's too late. We'll see. Conflicts. Brokenness. Being set aside. I'm getting to this my point. It all reached a climax, a boiling point, when just the other night, we kami ni Leia. Pastor Chica, lagi ka na lang ganyan. Atong sinasabi ko, may away kami. New Year na New Year's end, ano? Away kami. She, she felt, she, 
you know, she had the awesome grace to allow herself to be vulnerable to me and said, you know, Han, I felt for a season that you've set me aside for your ministry, for the other pastors, <laughs> for even your son. And when she said those words, all those other conflicts suddenly popped in my head. It was like God telling me, that's why. Now you know what it feels like. All those problems you were doing to your wife also. She is the last person you should be doing that to. And it was dawning on me. Because you know, how many husbands are in the house right now? How many husbands? Happy husbands? Happy uh, Yes! <laughs> but when you're in a fight with your wife, Bible scripture can't help you. <laughs> in the heat of that moment, texting her a Bible verse kind of, What? You don't understand. <laughs> and usually, usually in my flesh, if she was going to give me something like, you're, you're not paying much attention to me. You're, you're setting me aside. I'm even competing with your son. I, I would usually say, hey, you don't understand ministry, honey. You agreed to be, you are one flesh. We're doing this. This is a calling that we both answered. That's how usually I would react. You know? Sweep it aside. Be defensive. God was suddenly, he kind of put me in a quiet place where he was talking with me. My, my, my wife was telling me what her problem was and then I'd somehow I'd be listening to God as well. Has that ever happened? You ask God, Lord, please. You know, saying this majestic God, Lord, change my wife. No, no, no. <laughs> her wife, my wife's mind, my wife's mind, not my wife. And this is what God told me. Well, all those setting aside conflicts you've had, I don't want you to do that to, your, to, to my daughter. I love her. How many husbands have ever had that experience? That you're in a fight with your wife and you go to God and you find out he's not on your side. Yeah, he was not. <laughs> Choco, you be careful. <laughs> I love my daughter and you vowed to me to take care of her on your wedding day. And I blessed that vow. I anointed that vow. And so, okay, God, okay, all right, all right. I'll do it. I can do it. I will spend time with her. She says she feels very alone. I will spend time with her. I will not listen to the enemy. I won't try to be defensive. I'll join you on your journey. I won't set you aside. I'll enter your world. Those plans that we made, that we discover something new together as a couple, I'll do those things. You love to bake? I'll... I'll eat. <laughs> Very good. I'll eat. I will wrap things. <laughs> but you know what? I found myself asking God, God, what about me? Who's going to enter my world? You want me to know what she's going through? Who's going to know me? That I cry out every single day. I, I steal time. Just to read a book, just for myself, or to, to watch a movie. Oh, not a movie. That's, that's, too, that's too long. That's too much time. Obvious Machado. <laughs> An episode, a TV series. I steal time just for me. Because nobody's entering my world. I used to, I used to ask my wife to watch, um, and I don't, I don't know, for some of you might uh, uh, relate, to watch anime with me. Hey, kids pastor watches anime. <laughs> I've tried to give it up. But 
you know, not that it's bad or anything, but my wife just doesn't get that. I love watching movies and I love discussing them to death. You know, dissecting every little part of the plot and the character development. She's like, okay, who's the director again? Who's the actor? Brad Pitt? Yeah, no, no, no. She's just not like that. And, for, and sometimes it would get to me that you're, you're not joining my world. This is how you'll get to know me. These are the things that shape me. Please take time to join me. And I wanted to tell her that during that fight. What about me? When are you going to join my world? When are you going to see how hard it is for me? Every single counseling session, God really turns it around and somehow he gives grace, but that's draining. You invest emotionally in someone, listen to somebody, you join their world. Who's going to join my world? And God, still on the side of my wife, drops this into my heart. You don't have to read it aloud, but I know you want to because it's about love. You can read this together with me if you want. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. And by this time I'm feeling, oh man, where am I going to find this kind of love? It endures all things. Love never ends. But if you're reading this, this is a kind of poetry, which is a nice to the song of the Psalms. But this kind of poetry, it's not a love poetry. It's a, it's a sign and a declaration that points that the only kind of love that is like this is a perfect love that only Jesus can give. Go ahead and read the next ones. It's all about the things we do in church. We pray, we worship, we speak in tongues, and we prophesy. All those things are incomplete. This guy has the complete love. He's the perfect love. Someday you will meet him. And it'll be like, you, you won't even recognize yourself because of this perfect love that you'll meet. But right now, you can know him a little bit. You can know him a little bit. And look at how he ends, kind of covers that chapter. He summarizes it. For now we seek in a mirror dimly. It's not quite clear. We don't see Jesus so clearly. But then we will face to face. For now we know in part. Someday we will know fully. But look at this. Even as I have been fully known. I asked the Lord, Lord, who's going to join my world? Who's going to come to me? Who's going to know me? The Lord says, I know you. I've entered your world. And at your worst, I still love you. You think you've neglected your wife. You've done worse to me. But my love for you is still complete. Now, from the beginning of time until tomorrow, until all the tomorrows. I love you. I know you. Because God's glory, although revealed in creation and reflected in man, God's glory is received through Christ. What is man that you're mindful of him? Or the son of man that you care for him? 
You made him a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Wait a minute. That's not Psalms 8. That's Hebrews 2 in the New Testament. Hundreds of years later, that song is still in the top 20. He's still referring to what David wrote hundreds of years ago. And even though David didn't know exactly who he was writing about, he thought it was about mankind in general, but the author of Hebrews says, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. Who's this? At present, we don't yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him for a little while was made lower than the angels. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, God inspired David to write about him. Crowned him with glory and honor because of the... Oh, wait a minute. It turns a little sour here. It's not a love song anymore. It's not a praise song. Because of the suffering of death. So that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone So this mighty God that holds the universe and creation in His palm, knows every star by name, breathed them into life, speaks in light years, came down to earth to die, entered our world, entered our experiences, entered the experience of being hungry, being hurt, being betrayed, being left alone. He entered that world. To show each and every one of us that I'll never set you aside. I will never devalue your heart and your life. This is your value. But I just want to assure everybody as we take some time to pray. Yeah, he is really big and awesome. Yeah, there are forces in the tip of his fingers that none of us are ever going to be able to understand. But he wants to be intimate with us. He wants to be involved. He wants you to know that, yeah, he understands how it is to be tired and stuck in traffic. He understands what it's like to be passed over for promotion, to be neglected, to be abandoned. He understands. He is there in your world. He is there in our world. But He did the one thing to make sure you will never, ever feel alone in your world. He did the one thing to reassure all of us, every single one of us in this room right now, you're not here by accident. You're here by design because He is in control of everything. He made sure that you will never forget that He cares for every single thing that you're going through. And the Bible says, not angels, nor demons, not the present or the future, not the heights of your life or whatever you've experienced, nor the depths of the lowest pit you found yourself in. Nothing in all creation is ever going to separate you from the love of God which is in Jesus Christ so why don't we respond just a little bit 
and do what our heart is desiring right now to respond to what God is telling us. Let's worship Him. Let's give Him honor.